Good evening, everybody on the internet who is listening to Kenter at Your Own Risk. This is going to be episode number 30 with Kent and Chris. We're going to be talking about House of the Dragon, episode 4, King of the Narrow Sea. Kent, how are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm adequate. I am sitting here eating uh, some... Easter, not Easter. Um, well, okay, so you know like those hard-shelled Cadbury eggs? So they're not like the cream eggs, but just the hard-shell chocolate ones? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's why I'm eating only Halloween variations, so they are Halloween colors and some cheese, because I haven't ate lunch and or dinner yet. Uh, so very snacky, and that's going to be super helpful to the podcast. Yeah, How are you doing? <laughs> like the dinner of champions. Um just a little tired. I've been busy at work, but outside of that, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so, uh, we're going to really be following Kent this week. He had much better notes than I do, especially for uh, episode four, which it's been about a week since I've watched. So, yeah, I want to apologize eh, to our dedicated fan base. We're going to be getting episode four out late, but episode five will probably end up being posted earlier than we typically get our stuff done. And I'm going to apologize because we're following my notes. So, yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be good. We'll be. Good. Uh, I think we're starting off better this week than we did last week because we haven't done a 15 yeah. minute video game segue. No, that's for next episode. All right. Um, you know, the first thing I just want to note is, all right. So, I mean. We've acknowledged that we're behind, so we've seen the past, we've seen episode four and we've seen episode five. And one thing I, I want to note right now is I think the past two episodes finally feel like a Game of Thrones series. This hasn't felt like Game of Thrones at all to me. The first three weeks, it felt like its own show. It felt like it borrowed from it. These finally, it's starting to feel like Game of Thrones to me a little bit. Are you getting that vibe at all? Like, is it starting to come into its own a little bit for you? Uh, I would say it's episode one felt a little bit distinct, but episode three was the only one I haven't really been super hot on. But episode two, four, and five, yeah, they all felt like the King's Landing portion of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it, one thing that I, I hope you'll agree with me on this this series drastically needs more characters sooner than later because. We're still only focusing on a handful of characters, and I think that was one of the really shining parts of Game of Thrones was that, you know, each character, you know, they got their segment for eight to ten minutes an episode, and then we, you know, we had like four to six characters in a segment, and that was it that week, but they had so many characters that they could do that. Here, I mean, we're just going in this vicious Viserys, uh, Rhaenyra, uh, Damon, you know, Allison Circle, and sometimes, you know, Otto on the side, or this, that person, we, we haven't quite hit that stride, and I don't know, do you feel that's intentional, or do you think eventually it's going to expand enough with characters? I think, I think this is all you're going to get. Oh, that makes me sad. Well, I, I like having more characters to confuse me. Well, think about it like this. Like, the Starks were, for the most part, the main characters in the original one. So you followed all of the Stark children on their different adventures when they split up. Then you got the Lannisters, too, as a counterpoint. Um, this is all just about the Targaryens. Like, that's it. The Targaryens are the focus. None of the other people matter. 
and nothing else matters. <laughs> Yo, they played that during the the Bills game Monday night, and I was just like, "That's a really good song for this really sad fan base." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Let's all even, right, let's not even go into football. Do you watch football? Not, <laughs> not for the last several years. Okay. Since I'm still consider myself a Jets fan. I can understand why you don't. I mean, as a Bills fan, you can understand why it hasn't necessarily been, you know, my talking point for a while. Uh, I was so. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were like, I didn't know you were a football fan. I was like, well, you know, I've been a Jets fan since 1993. And <laughs> since, a, since about 2007, I've just seen the seasons get consecutively worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea you you even liked football, so that was a surprise to me. That that's cool though. Uh, we all get our day in the sun, supposedly. Supposedly. All right. So, gosh, this is weird. Me me navigating this. All right. So let's start off with House of the Dragon. I wanted to call it House of the Dead because the same damn initials. Uh, this is called King of the Narrow Sea. Alright, we start off with, uh, Beric Dondarrion, uh, going on about nonsense and, you know, you got a bunch of guys trying to make their pitch to, to marry, uh, Rhaenyras, and, uh, then there's this boy, Willem Blackwood. Uh, the Blackwoods, they used to rule as kings of Blackwood? I don't know. They... I don't did know, you, that blood of the first men. Did you ever play the video game? Like uh, the one that was done for Game of Thrones? By, yeah. I didn't, no. You play, as the, you play as the Blackwoods. And, oh! And at that point in the story, um, they are Stark Bannermen. Uh... Like their their claim to fame still at that point. Most of the the northerners, especially, can claim to be descendants of the first men. Um, but their their claim to fame is they had, you know, some kind of. I think they're called ironwood trees. So I mean, imagine like sequoias or whatever kind of. Um, and they're the they're they're the only place where those things grow in the Seven Kingdoms. So you know, in the game. Uh, they get betrayed by a rival. You know, it starts at the wet, the, the red wedding and they get betrayed by a rival at the same time that, you know, Rob Stark gets murdered. So he plays the, one of the kids is on the wall. One of the kids is like, ends up being one of Lady Marjorie's, um, uh, handmaids. And then another one is, shit, I don't remember what that third one dude was, but so you're going through like three different storylines in regards to like that family. So, oh, okay. I, a little, I a little nod like to John them. Snow's yeah. in that, right? In that game? Uh, I think you run into him. I know you see Cersei and Marjorie quite a yeah. bit, quite a bit in the one storyline. I think I played it for like a half hour and realized I have something else I have to do and never came back to it. So, as is tradition for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, so, Willem, I don't know, what would you say? Willem's like a young teen at this point, right? I would say he Weaver? looked like maybe a 9 to 11. 
So he's 11-teen, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then this dude named Bracken was just a complete douchebag, like, mocking him. Which and, uh, I believe that was the family that betrays them in the, the game. So, Oh, a little tie-in, yeah. okay. Um, Willem, well, he gutted <laughs> old Bracken, and uh, Rhaenyra just was like, all these silly boys and their silly games, I'm leaving. So, uh, you know, she left two months ahead of time and set sail home. And then there was like a dragon. And so, so yeah, in, in that first scene where they're going through with the, um, the suitors, you know, we see just like the line is fucking long as shit. Right. Uh, I mean, would you stand? I mean, here's a serious question. Would you stand in line for that or like the Nintendo Wii when it first got released? Um, I never got a Wii. I haven't been at Nintendo since uh, GameCube. So I would definitely say that, you know, the the opportunity to become king, well, king consort, and uh, Bona Targaryen would probably definitely be a higher priority for me to stand in line for that long. I know, but Resident Evil 4 on the Wii was the best version of Resident Evil 4. So I'm, I don't know, I'm a little undecided as a person that stood in line and got like the second wave. So like, I think it got released like a week before I got mine, but I still did the line. So uh, we, we also see that like a lot of the dudes are old as fuck or young as fuck. Yeah, there was like, no, there wasn't like a lot of guys that you sat there and was like, oh, he has a chance in hell. And we got another time jump, but do they ever state how long this one was? I don't think it's as no. long as the last two were, but it's definitely got to have been a couple of months. Cause, right. Because we go from last episode, Viserys saying, you know, right, you choose who you want, you know, to now she's in the middle of a tour going around auditioning candidates. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was basically American Idol before American Idol. Uh, it was interesting, but yeah, I would think, I mean, you know, news has to travel, so then people have to get preparations at least three months, because, I mean, it's not like words going to travel all that fast. All these guys got to get prepared. I would say three months minimum. And who was at the beginning? Was it just her and Sir Kristen, or was was uh, Harold Westerling with them, too? Oh, I don't know. The only name I have written down is Beric Dondorian because I like both of those words. <laughs> so. I, I think it was just her, her and Kristen. I, yeah. So I Which, mean that, that that that'll play in later. But all right, you, did you saw the picture I sent you and Jim, right? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, there is actually a guy associated with the show named Crispin, and that just made me so happy. Uh, because if not that anybody ever gets to see these notes, but when I'm doing the notes, I never really write Kristen. It's always Crispin. I believe we discussed this on the last podcast. So if you guys want to get the context, you have to go back and listen to that one too. Yeah. Um, so what was up with the dragon though? Like, uh, what? It was, it didn't... it was Damon. Yeah. Damon uh, being, Damon being, like a show-off? Big Targaryen energy daemon. 
I, I love that guy. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, I like the fact that he's one of the few characters that I'm like, why did he do that? And I don't really need an answer. I, I accept anything and everything because it's just like, eh, because he's Damon. Why not? So, <laughs> I, know, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, you know, I just got in my, in my head for a second. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Kim Jong Il's pants. <laughs> That's the second Team America reference I've had today. Well, somebody else has made to me today, actually. Well, that's that's good. That's a good day then. Yeah, and it, it's it's a solid endeavor. I promised I would never leave. I didn't say. It. I would never. I did promise I would never die. I didn't say. That. Oh shit, I muted myself, sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was just Kristen, because now that I think okay. about it, he was the one who grabs her when the ship lurches. When, um, Yes, you're right. And he, he kind of remonstrates her a little bit, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure your dad's going to be happy that you just cut the uh, tour that he set up for you short two months into it. So. Oh yeah, alright, quick question, since you, you do know your Game of Thrones lore at the very least. Don Dorian... Who who was the Dondorian in Game of Thrones? Well, I don't think the guy's name was Beric in this one because it was Beric in that one, and he was the one-eyed guy who Thoros of Mir kept bringing back to life. Who ended up oh, giving? Yeah, okay. He gave the hound his sword at the end. Well, here's the thing: I used closed captioning, and that's what it told me. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that was accurate by any means. Also, I'm just realizing Bracken's first name was Humphrey. Which is a great... Some of these names are great. I'm looking to see if I can actually find Dondorian's name in the... Uh, uh, Lord Beric Dondorian. There we go. There you go. Alright. Score one for the good guys. Alright. So, after this, you know, Vis has his crown on. He's, he's looking happy. And then who comes in? It's Damon. And, you know... It, he has a pretty sweet crown, too, and he cut his hair. I think he looks pretty good. I kind of like the short hair on him. Um, and then he drops the sword in front of this, and he's like, here, add it to the chair. And he's like, hey, I'm the king of the narrow sea. And uh, But then he's like, well, I mean, you are the only true king. But, uh, you know, step, stone, step stones are theirs again. And uh, Damon's eyeball and Otto... Like, Otto stole something from him. And, uh, Viserys takes Damon's crown, and then the brothers kind of do, like, a half-embrace, if you will. It was not a full-on brotherly hug. I, I, well, I don't know. I've never had a brother to hug. But it was kind of a half-hug, I would say. Uh, you know, I feel like that that's half of Damon's character in a nutshell. Like, all he wants to do is hug his brother and be his hand. <laughs> And make it well, and we'll find out the other half later on. But, um, he does want the hands job. Uh, so I mean, I really think he. I don't think he ever, at least at this point, ever intends to um, rebel against his brother. I think he just wants that attention and like the adoration. Ah, oh, I was gonna go adulation. You want adoration? Yeah. yeah. 
like, at what point, I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but, all right, if I sat here and I said, what would make Damon happy right now? Like, if you could just make Damon a happy character, what would actually have to happen for him to actually just be happy and at peace? Anything? That will see. It's hard to answer that question because I think at this point the answer would be different than it would be at the point that we're at, knowledge-wise. Fair enough. Yes. All right. Um, at, at this point, I think um, being acknowledged by his brother and given the hands position would have been enough to make Damon happy. I think he'd be a shitty hand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he... I think he's political, but I don't think he's anywhere near the likes of, like, a Tywin or an Otto or a Tyrion. No, he would have been terrible in small council. Just terrible. And I would have been all in for it. But... eh. Hey, I'm also realizing that the boy that played Willem, his name is Alfie... Wasn't uh, the guy who got his uh, unit yeah. chopped off also Alfie? Yes, he's actually uh, Lily Allen's brother. She sings about him in a song called, uh, I forgot what it's called, Oh Alfie. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so, uh, right now, Damon's in good graces with Viserys and uh, Allison Otto. They got to look like, oh, this ain't going to go good. Uh, Rhaenyra, you know, like, I could. I have a hard time sometimes reading her. Like, she congratulates him, but I don't know if she's all in on that congrats or if it's half-hearted. And the best thing, I don't know, one of my favorite things is, like, Allison's like, hey, Damon, you want to see the new tapestries? And Damon just mocks the shit out of her. So then Rainier's like, I want to see the tapestries. And... I don't know. Then Allison makes fun of Rhaenyra for being mopey about all the suitors, and Rhaenyra's like, well, how angry is Dad? And, well, he's frustrated, and Allison reveals that she has very few friends now that she is the queen, and then they bonded like the friends they used to be. Eh. I think I just enjoyed the tapestry aspect of this scene more than anything else. I don't know. Nothing else really exciting here. She, um, I mean, she was trying to play peacemaker, and like everybody just fucking told her off. Allison. Yeah. Yeah. I. Because, like you said, you know, you can definitely tell that Renera and Damon get along. Maybe you know a little too much, but um, yeah, they're both prideful, you know, and Renera was definitely uh kind of throwing the hint to Damon that, yeah, I'm not giving up my fucking spot as the fucking heir. I don't care if you kill a hundred crab feeders. And so Allison's trying to um, smooth that over between the two of them, especially because Viserys is still a little, you know, he's happy on the on the surface, but he's still pissed off at his brother for, you know, a three-year oh, yeah. fucking war. Yeah, well, yeah. I would think that's a reasonable thing. I, 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 you know, the more they go into it, and I don't know, uh, once again, I don't want to get into it, but like, I'm curious how long they can stretch out Allison being a, uh, I want to say a pitiable character, like a character that you, you sympathize for at the very least. Like, I wonder how long they can keep that up. It's uh, something I, I'd like to probably discuss after next podcast. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty soon. 
just because spoilers. Yeah, yeah anyways. Um, so, I mean, the other thing was, too, is that, uh, you know, the, the tapestries is a very feminine thing. And, you know, when, when it gets left off, you know, Renera says she'd like to go, you know, it's left off by the men. So even though Renera is still the, um, the, the heir, it shows that, like, there's still that level of condescension that men have for womanly things. And I think Rhaenyra was trying to throw Allison a bone uh, of some kind, and but okay. In all fairness, what the hell is Allison thinking? Like, oh, Damon's back from war. He's been doing it for three years. I think he would like to see tapestries. Well, I mean, Harrison Ford <laughs> was there to inspect the tapestries. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> fair enough. I point taken. I'll just I'll let it go. I guess I have to. <laughs> Can't argue with Indy. <sighs> No uh, ticket. <laughs> um, so after that, we get Rainier and Damon talking in... Val- is it Valerian or old Valerian? I don't... It's old Valerian, right? It's Yeah, it's old Valerian. Okay. Uh, Damon reminds her that there's worse things than, you know, being sold off for political purposes, and Damon makes fun of his bronze bitch. Uh... Rhaenyra doesn't want to be made to make heirs, babies, whatever, and let it kill her like it did with her mom. Ama? I don't know. I've heard the name so many times. I'm still confused. Is it Ama? Ama? I think it's. I think it's kind of pronounced Emma. Okay. Um, and he tells her not to live her life in fear, or she will forsake the best parts of it, which is great advice. And then she just wants to live alone in solitary because you can't please women most of the time. He gets it. But it was good advice. I still I, I thought the advice about not to live life in fear was good. And I don't know, it's just one the, another thing in the book of Damon where like he basically can treat everybody else like crap, but he always has like a nice soft spot for Rhaenyra, you, you know? Oh yeah. And I mean I think there's part of it is genuinely, you know, an uncleish feeling, and then part of it is, you know, maybe a little less appropriate. Maybe, just maybe. Um, moving on, we got a small council meeting uh, about Corliss ruling the stepstone, stepstones, and uh, he's still being pissy about Lena not being chosen. Uh, Otto's brother uh god i can't think of his name it's not gerald uh, it's not harwin i don't know his brother i can't think of it right now um has sent disturbing word from the old town and corliss has become in negotiations with the sea lord of bravos to wed Lena to the Sea Lord's son, and the concern is that if House Valerian enters an alliance with the Free Cities, then they have to seek their own marriage pact. And Otto, you crafty son of a bitch, you are good. And Rhaenyra looks very upset because this is just the writing on the wall for her, right? Yep. Like, Otto played it well. So, yeah. Uh, then we see Allison with baby, I think she's got her second baby at this point, right? Uh, yes, because Aegon is 
two years plus however many months it's been in the time skip. Yeah. So and, and she's got a newborn. Right. So we don't know the name of number two yet, though, right? I believe it's Amond, A E M O N D, but they haven't oh. said it in, within the show. Oh, okay. Um, Rhaenyra, she comes back to her to her, her room and uh, finds some clothes in the bag. Uh, there's a scroll. It has a map. There's a hidden door, which I'm guessing she never knew about this hidden door. Um, you know, if she, gets, she knew about it, she would have been fucking out there, like all right, the time. Yeah, as like, a, yeah. She, she as, as Princess Jasmine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she gets dressed in like these quote unquote commoners' clothes, sneaks out through the cave passage. This leads to the was it the dragon pit room or the I don't know what the hell that room is. Yeah, with the big skull the, and then the dragon. Fuck, I don't. The, the yeah, place that I, um. What's his name? Took Cersei to to show her the uh, scorpions. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Um, anyways, she finds Damon. He shows her around the city. She sees some flame tricks. She's like some dude banging some chick in the alleyway. Some tightrope walker and the dude who called her a boy and a fortune teller. It, it, I don't know. I kind of liked how they did everything. It was. I don't know. It was just filmed a little differently, but a little chaotic. I I, I liked everything I saw here. Um, yeah, it was a, it was another. And see, this is like part of the reason I'm not so sure, like what the truth of episode one was. In regards to the gold cloaks. Yeah. Right? In, re- in regards to like Damon saying, you know, your your average citizen is afraid of even stepping in the streets. You know, like, yeah. like, is is this this way now because of Damon's actions, or is this you know how it was before and he was just overreacting in the first place? But yeah. it's—I mean, it just felt like New York City in the eighties, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe more of like downtown Albany when the carnival shows up. I don't know. Oh man! <laughs> now we're getting overly specific. Carnival. All right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I was a big fan of how a lot of this. I liked how a lot of it was filmed. There's a couple scenes I didn't like how it was filmed, but this part in particular, I liked how it was filmed. Um, I, I like the scene where they they sit down after the thing is coming next and watch the uh, the puppet show. Almost there. Almost there. First, we have to have Viserys in a bathtub with like five people watching oh, yeah. him take oh, yeah. a bath. And then she's just like, everybody leave. And I don't know. I don't even know if they talked. I didn't leave any more notes because whatever was said, I didn't care. He uh, he tells her that she's got a gentle touch compared to the, uh, the Septons. That makes sense. I mean, it, it, it just does. And... Yo, is, how awkward would you feel taking a bath with five people? Well, six people looking. Wouldn't that uh, just be weird? Not only that, but you're you're getting your like lesions and you know oozing wounds sponged in front of your wife, and you know that's just like an, another example of like the uh, little bit of um you know multifacetedness that like like you can tell he's not embarrassed to be. Uh, you know, naked in front of people because that's just the way they did it, you know, with being bathed. But he's embarrassed that his wife 
you know, someone who he's attracted to. I mean, you can tell, definitely tell he's attracted to her. Um, has to, uh, see him like that in that state. Yes. It, it, he didn't want to appear to be weak, but yeah. All right. So now we get the, uh, the puppet show, which, uh, gosh, was it Arya that saw a, a, a like a some kind of play? Was it Arya back in Game of Thrones that saw like a play about Ned getting his head cut off and like Joffrey and stuff? It was either Arya or Sansa. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. I'm gonna say Arya. I could be wrong, but that's what this reminded me of. It was fun. Um, it. The whole thing was kind of fun, you know, the naming Rhaenyra as the heir, and then there was a bunch of booze, and I don't know if Rhaenyra expected the booze or not, but... I'm pretty uh, sure she didn't. I'm surprised, though, because she seems so... Uh, I don't know, she seems to understand things, and yet she's completely oblivious based on what I'm seeing, which well, I think, makes I mean, sense. I think about it like like she's sheltered. Well, yeah, she's she's educated and she's knowledgeable because she's the heir and she's the only princess. But she's sheltered because her dad has protected her from you know, like I mean, look at the the argument she had with her aunt. What one episode ago, two episodes ago, where she thinks two, yeah, you know, it's going to be different because she's there and you know, Rainey's is like, you think it's going to be different? It's not going to be any fucking different. Men are still men. Well, yeah. Uh it, I don't know. It, it's interesting. And in that regard, once again, Damon is a good uncle because he's trying to give her a different kind of education, which probably I'm going to regret saying that a little later. But <laughs> <laughs> for right now, in this very moment, he's trying to give her a different education. Yes, it, with that. At, at that point, it seemed like he was trying to, you know, broaden her horizons. And, and I mean, he's got a very, like, at the end of it, she and he both, you know, have a little another exchange, and she's like, "Fuck it, I don't care what they say. I'll f- I don't need them to like me to be ruled." And I forgot what exactly he says, but he's like, uh, "You might want to rethink that sentiment." Yeah, I, I like how she actually had the balls. Though she like, starts booing it at one point, she's like the only one booing. It. I was like, "All right, good on her." That, that took some courage, I, I think. Damon found it funny, like because Damon clearly understands. <sighs> I mean, how many people in this whole show have as good a knowledge of both the common folk and the royal folk, if you will? I would say probably none of them. I mean, maybe, you know, certain of the servants or, you know, um, like, I I mean, like Kristen, for example, is not nobility. He might be, uh, you know, a knight, but he's not somebody with a lot of power. You know, uh, same thing, like, right. Damon is both a prince, but he's also a soldier. So, you know, he spent a lot of time with the the common man, probably, you know, before he steps on the mother's dragon. Um, so, <laughs> that poor guy. Yay, Prince Damon! Oh. <laughs> prince Matt Damon! <laughs> uh, damn it, that was a great scene. <laughs> uh at the end, I mean, Rhaenyra ran off because why wouldn't she? We have Allison, who's clearly bored, taking a drink, and 
that was all we saw. And then we went right back to Rhaenyra, who's running through the streets away from Damon, like, you know, because she knows where she's going compared to him. And she ends up running into Sir Harwin, or as I wrote, Sir Sir Harwin. I don't know what happened there. Um, and Harwin plays it off like he doesn't know her and tells the boy to run off because he sees uh, Damon approaching. And I guess maybe I'm just being an idiot here. Why did he play it? Why did Harwin play it off that way, would you say? Well, I mean, he's... Uh, Is he he's, trying to keep it like a secret? Like, he's like, oh, it's cool that she's out and I'm not going to say shit? Uh, I mean, it's more along the lines of, A, she's the princess, and if I say something, I'm probably going to get into trouble. Especially because, you know, I've got her fucking... Uh, crazy ass uncle, you know, walking down the thing towards me. But I mean, I, we don't really have enough of his character yet to figure out where he really stands. We know he's the son of, um, the, uh, the, uh, is he the son or the brother of Lionel? He's the son. Oh, I thought he was his brother. No, he's Harwin is the break bones. He's the one who's supposed to be like the strongest, Physically oh, strongest, yeah. I, yeah. He, he's definitely my second favorite character in the show so far. I mean, he has very little yeah. going on, but I love, I love, I mean, any character named Breakbones, I'm like, who would win in a fight between Breakbones and Damon? I don't know. I would like to see that, but then I'd lose one of my two favorite characters, so then I don't want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I would imagine, too, it's kind of along the lines of, like, yeah, Gregor... Clegane was, you know, considered the strongest, but he wasn't necessarily the best fighter. Right. Of course. He just could I mean, crush a skull. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oberon was, if he hadn't fucking gotten cocky right at the end, he would have definitely taken him for sure. And, I mean, throw in something like Damon having, you know, an old Valyrian steel weapon compared to, you know, so the possibility of just being able to, like, completely shatter common steel, you know, in a... right. And a dragon. I mean, that, that also, too. So, I mean. Yeah, probably Breakbones doesn't qualify for breaking dragon bones. I'm guessing. If he I could, can't say that for fact. That would be fucking badass. <laughs> it really would be. Um, He's going to be like pulling up like a little dragon chick and be like, come here. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Al gets woke up by a girl saying that the king. King basically wants a booty call, and I th- I think the previous scene was kind of just to show us that like she's going to bed. And then, oh yeah, she and was then, taking a drink to relax, type thing. And then this scene's showing that like you know three hours after you go to sleep, it doesn't matter. The king wants to get it on. Time to fucking wake up and go walk over to his fucking quarters. Ah, it's good to be king if just for a while. Uh we get some nude tumblers, and this was one of the scenes I could say that I didn't like how it was filmed, because at least on my TV, there was so much, it was almost blurry, and I'm like, I don't know who's male or female, so I'm just not going to enjoy any aspect of this at all. Because uh, I'm just like, I, I can't tell who's uh, who. You know, I'll make you feel better than and just pretend that they were all men. So at least, okay. you, at least you didn't have to see that. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank hey, you no, so much. No problem, man. I, you, know, you, you lucked out. 
Lauren, that one guy that had a killer eyes. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Kit Harrington was in the show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, after that, we see Viss plowing Allison. To, uh, she just laying there. If, if, if there's any scene that made me feel sympathy for her, it's this fucking the- scene. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it just like it, it just shows you like the value of women in that society, especially ones without any modicum of power like Renera has. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, she was and, just there for that. Purpose. I mean, and, and if we can see the swords on his back, just imagine where else he's got them. Yeah, and. Yeah. I mean, yeah. are, are the swords strictly from the throne? Is that, or do we think that there's something more to this? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's a metaphor, you know. Along, you he's know, slowly poisoning from the inside. Well, that and he's, you know, as the country is worsening under his rule, you know, the throne is doing its best to uh, injure him. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Um, next up, we go to the Hoor House, and there is a lot of fondling, and you know, there it's cool. Like, you know, if you're a girl, you can have some pleasure fucking, and same with the guys. And it's like, oh, wow. So this is, you know, at least a little forward thinking. Um, and then Damon. Well, I mean, starts. yeah, it's it's one thing for your uncle to see, like, hey, yeah, you know, you can, you don't need to be, you know, it's not just men who have pleasure when they have sex; women can have pleasure too. But the uh, fact up that to then this point, had you know, she ever thought of that? Do you think? I probably isn't being bandied about too much, especially considering that her mom died in childbirth, so she might have been a little bit too young to get the talk. That and then again, sense. I don't think that. People who are expected to be virgins when they get married get the talk. That would make sense. It's probably not good to be like, hey, sex is really fun. Keep your virginity. Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's it's another thing entirely when it's your uncle that's trying to guide you into that enjoyable sex. So. I, I don't understand what you're talking about, but, you know. Uh, yeah, the, this... The, Alright, so I wrote, Damon starts making out with her, and then my next line, this has gone places. (laughs) (laughs) She wants it, but then he's like, oh wait, she actually wants this? This goes completely against my plan. So she covers up, he leaves, she follows, and then the white sparrow, whatever the hell the name of white worm was it? I don't know. The boy, the spy follows her. Um, I know I have the name. It was the white worm. Yeah. Haha. I did write the note. So that whole scene was fun. Um, my, my biggest problem with this scene is we don't, we don't get enough from Damon to understand what his motivation was. Like, like, coming up into the next couple of parts that we're going to discuss, we get, like, one idea. But it's never really flushed out from his point of view, especially because the only time we ever see him again, he's, like, completely hungover and fucking dealing with that. Um, so, like, 
I I would have liked a little more one way or the other to kind of give us what his intentions were. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll go so far as... I, I got a comment on Damon when we're done with this because I have a lot of gripes, as, as you know, because um, it's in the blog and I'm going to go into it later. Um, but I agree with everything you're saying and that goes right into my gripe. I mean, um, on the other hand, like Rhaenyra's portion of this scene is like it's yeah we can definitely tell what she wants and she just wants to fuck oh yeah, yeah. i mean she, she has no problem to go, yeah to go to the old valerian route. yeah it's like you know what right now i just want some d and uh when that doesn't happen i mean she goes back to her room and there's uh sir crispin and, uh, you know, he's a little concerned. Um, and she is playful, I would say. Very playful. Steals his helmet. Uh, then she... Starts undressing him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my God, there's so much to undressing that man. I'm just... I'm sitting there sweating and thinking about wearing everything that he has to wear. Um, Imagine having to put that shit on by yourself in the day. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'd be the world's worst knight. I would just... No. Where's your armor, uh, Sir Kent? <laughs> uh, left at home. It's a hot day. <laughs> like, I, I just need this wheel, dueling blouse, okay? That's all I need. Well, just to, to go back into one little thing that you mentioned earlier, the, the white worm, the little yes. kid. Uh, well, you remember how we were talking about um, what's-her-face, the, uh, the chick that Damon... Pretended was pregnant so he could steal the dragon egg and claim his own. She's now basically like running the whorehouse and an information broker for Otto. So there you go. She got back at his ass by fucking. We don't even find that out yet, though, do we? Uh, well, we found out earlier in the episode that she's the one who is running the brothel, and we see oh, okay. we see the her pay the kid to follow Damon after he leaves. I can only trust my notes, and since I didn't write it down, I now have to trust you. Well, I think part of it was because we'd never seen the kid before, so we had no idea what was going on with that. Makes sense. And then the next time we see him is when he's following the two of them and then reporting to Otto afterwards. Wasn't there, like, a film about the white worm? Like a Yeah. Uh, I don't fucking... The never... Lair of the White Worm? Yes. Yes. It, it yes. had a weird cover. I remember that from... Video world. Yeah, I I, I bought it because I read reviews and it was like, eh, maybe. So, all right, whatever. Um, yeah. And anyways, I mean, Crispin and and Rhaenyra, they they do their thing. I mean, uh, my final statement here is "dirty deeds done dirt cheap," uh, all in capitals. <laughs> uh, you know, they they. They seem to have a really good time. I mean, he was resistant, but, I mean, quite frankly, I don't know. I mean, he appears to be a good-looking dude. She's a good-looking chick. I, I mean, I didn't know what the penalty was until episode five <laughs> of yeah. his action. Uh, but at the at that moment, I'm sorry, as a dude, it would be really, really tough to turn. Like, what 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 was his options to turn her down and then what like he I mean 
what's going to happen when you turn down the horny princess? You know, are you going to get accused of fucking rape? Well, that's my yeah. problem. Like, you either go he's, with it or else you're going to have some horrible accusation. He was fucked, literally and figuratively. Yeah, it's our, you know, best case scenario, you know, nothing happens and she forgets about it and doesn't give a shit. Worst case scenario, you know, she accuses him of, of raping her, you know, to play off her um, desire. Yeah. Second worst case scenario, you know, he loses his job as a Kingsguard, you know, or gets, you know, sent to the fucking wall or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you might as well take the momentary pleasure while you can because you never know when shit's going to go tits up. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, and he the way he was dressed, he was just asking for it. Fact. With all those layers of clothes. Uh, I mean, you could you could already see that there was like like Renera and, and Damon have chemistry, and you could see that she had some with Kristen too just from, you know, the the bore part in last episode to the camaraderie they kind of showed in the uh in the uh Suitor scene, and then on the ship again later on. So I mean, it, it's apparent that like she lets him talk to her as a friend rather than just as a Kingsguard. Not only that, I, I gotta give the actress credit. She is very good at like I don't want to say subtle looks, but like just the looks that she gives people. Mm-hmm. To, like that's her best acting quality, in my opinion, is just the looks that she gives without ever saying anything. She, she's very good at that. So, um, so after that, Otto gets the message from the White Worm, which we basically already went into. Uh, Damon wakes up uh, hungover. There's Mycaria. Um, she basically took care of him. And then he's just like, yeah, you're still a whore. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and then he's just like, I... I don't know if he asked it or if I asked if she owns the joint, but clearly she does own the place. Um, so maybe I just missed something or maybe he did ask it. I don't know. I can't always trust my notes. Uh, I ask questions while leaving notes. So yeah, I can't be trusted. Uh, now we get a scene with Otto contemplating what the hell to do with this info. Now, we con- we know what he wants to do, but he also has to present this in a very delicate manner, right? Like, Yeah. And so, you know, he visits Viserys. He reveals uh, Renero was in a pleasure house with Damon, coupling uh this he's in denial. Otto says several sources have confirmed this, which I don't know if he has several surface, sur- yeah, sources or if he was just saying that. Uh, Viss asks him uh, if he is so ambitious that he would have Rhaenyra spied upon to destroy her reputation, and uh, Viserys is basically calling Otto out for uh, wanting his own blood slash Aegon on the throne. Uh, and you know he get you know tells him to get the fuck out. And uh, Allison is uh, observing this. I don't want to say she's like spying, but she's there. She hears it. She sees it. It's got to be very awkward for her. It was a really good scene, though. Really well done. Yeah, I mean it's also the first time that we've seen Viserys stand up to Otto at all. You're right. It is. 
this grew a, a set there. It was it was a good scene for everybody involved. Um, let's see. After that, Kristen uh, visits Rhaenyra. He has a message from Allison. Uh, wow, Rhaenyra meets Rhaenyra by the weird tree. Though that's what my notes say. Uh, yeah, I think it's supposed <laughs> to be Allison. <laughs> no. Um. So you know, Rhaenyra's like, "Hey, we haven't hung out in you know some years. Has wine and." Allison's like, nope, you fucked your uncle. You're an uncle fucker, so shut your fucking face, uncle fucker. <laughs> and um, Rhaenyra's like, no, I'm not an uncle fucker. And Rhaenyra denies this. And then she's like, well, who made the claims? And, you know, they just have this back and forth. You know, it's an act of treason. And Rhaenyra, she admits that they drank in several taverns. They kind of, you know, did a little bar walk, if you will, and uh, Damon insisted on continuing, and he was her escort. I mean, so she had to kind of stay with him. Uh, and then she said he took her to the to a show, you know, and then he abandoned her for some whore. And Rhaenyra should have known better. And she said that Damon never touched her, swears upon her mother, and Allison suggests that this was foolish to put herself in such a position. So Allison gave her the motherly lecture, which we're kind of getting used to at this point. Allison really is definitely the more mature of the two. Yes. I would say. For sure. Um, once again, a really good scene, important scene. Uh, I don't really know... Do you have anything that you want to add to that? You know what? It's making me kind of regret the fact that they're switching actresses when they do the, the time jump in episode six. Cause, uh-huh. Cause I'm, I'm really liking them. I'm, not only they've both done a great job, but I mean, if you're going to keep everybody and just age them, why not everybody else and age, why not just age the two of them instead of completely recast somebody? Yeah, because based on the preview, and I, I'm really jumping to conclusions here, but I'm already so used to the original two that it's going to take a while for me to actually be like, maybe these other two are okay. Like, I can accept them, but I'm very much used to, especially, I don't know, both of them. Both of them, really. Yeah. Uh, but I think Rhaenyra maybe is going to make more sense because after the time jump, she should be more hardened. Uh, going, you know, going from her teen years to adult years. Uh, whereas Allison's already showing that she's getting hardened, you know, early on these episodes. I, I think she's getting hardened far more than, you know, than Rhaenyra. Yeah. Um, hmm, let's see. After that... Damon shows up to the castle, little drunk, hungover, haggardly. Three guards escort him to Viserys, and they dump him near the throne. Viserys comes in, approaches Damon, and they have this very good scene to an extent because I don't know. Like, all right, so Viserys accuses him of defiling Rhaenyra. Damon is. Just like letting Viserys think that he did it, and Viserys is worried about what some lord will think about her being sullied. Viserys threatens to disinherit her. 
Damon suggests that Viserys weds her to Damon. I laughed. Uh, then Damon offers up his crown. Uh, Viserys says that he could have anything, and yet he wants Rhaenyra. Viserys tells him to return to the Vale with his wife, and he wants Damon gone from his sight for good. And I don't. I like the scene, but it. All right, watching it in real time, I liked it. But thinking about it afterwards, I'm just like, I don't really. I don't know. I don't quite get Damon's full-on intentions here, and I don't know. Help, help, help a stupid cat out. Uh, no, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, the, basically, the the two scenarios that I can think of are, A, Damon did it in order to discredit Renera to try to get her to be an unsuitable match to get her for himself, or Damon did it because, like, he wanted to bang and then he had second thoughts to get her for himself. So, I mean... Both of them end in a particular way, but they didn't give us enough characterization outside of the scene from him to show us which which motivation was the one that was driving him. Yes, it was. It was conf- confusing to say the least because you could make the argument for both ways, and because it's Damon, it's not like you have a clear cut direction of which way this guy wants to go. So, I mean, chaos is the order for him. Hey, uh, so, I mean, not not only that, but like you can definitely tell that the two of the, he and Rhaenyra, you know, buy into more of the we're the house of the dragon, old Valyria. You know, the doctrine of exceptionalism, incest is okay as long as it's Targaryen. Um, you know, whereas Viserys married a woman from the Vale that he ended up loving, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, and the weird thing is that I do think. All right, here's a question. And I, I have no idea if, if this will happen, but if Rhaenyra and Damon end up together. Do you think Rhaenyra would ground Damon in some way, kind of chill him out a bit, or do you think he'd still be his wild, chaotic self? Uh, I mean, I think anybody will eventually grow out of chaos you know, as they get older. Yeah, I think a family would do that. Um, but I think they would. They, yeah, I think they would have worked well together in that regard. You know, because at, at that point. Well, I don't need to be king because I'm king consort and I'm, you know, I get to go do whatever the fuck I want, you know, come, come home to my niece. I mean, my wife, I mean, shit. Ah. <laughs> I, I think it, they would have made a very good power couple and I think they complement each other very well to the point where it's weird that as a fan, you're sitting there kind of in your own way thinking, I kind of want this I, uncle niece thing to work. I think that. They would have been a very strong group together, but I think they would have ended up, um, like forcing a lot of lords to not necessarily rebel, but definitely, um, be more hesitant around the Targaryens due to, you know, such a blatant Targaryen power move kind of thing. That makes sense. Same, same, same way that, like, if he had followed Otto's advice and 
married Aegon to Rhaenyra, the same kind of thing. You would have had, you know, a bunch of other houses being like, well, we're not good enough, so it's just going to stay in the family kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I can, I, I get what you're saying with that. Um, all right, so after that, we get to uh, Viserys, Alicent, they have a chit chat. Um, she asked him if he's spoken to Rhaenyra. Uh, Alicent says that Rhaenyra isn't one to be deceitful. He asked why Damon would lie. I mean, really, Viserys, you just asked why Damon would lie. That mind blown. Um, Viserys doesn't believe that Rhaenyra is innocent. Uh, Alicent goes to bat for Rhaenyra and says that Rhaenyra swore that she remains a maiden, and Alicent believes her. And then I wrote, "Oh boy," because <laughs> you know you can kind of sense where this may end up going. I wasn't one hundred percent accurate, but my mind started wandering after this particular. Uh, conversation the scene so to speak uh because i don't, so you know allison definitely are are we to believe that allison 100 percent believed and bought into what rhaenyra said i think we are right yeah yeah i think i think i mean in hindsight being 2020 yes we're supposed to believe it and you know viserys is really uh, he's stuck in a situation because I mean he's he's got to take all he's got to take all kinds of shit into account here with with his with what's going on. I mean he really is put in a weird situation in this particular episode. So eh, I don't know. He did the best he could. Honestly, I think. Um. So Rhaenyra, she approaches. I don't know what the hell the room's called, so I'm just putting her dad's playroom. Uh, she uh, she goes to grab a dagger or some kind of little knife that was Aegon the Conqueror, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, it was Aenar's. Basically, it's old. Yes. And the pyromancer who made the blade wrote on it. From my blood comes the prince who was promised, and his will be the song of ice and fire. And before I go anything further, was this knife or dagger in Game of Thrones? No. Okay. Moving onward. Um, He says that this knowledge is better than all of them? I don't know. It's better than something. He says the truth doesn't matter as much as perception, which I 100% agree with in life in general. Uh, She says that if she was a dude, she could have banged whoever she wanted, but because she's a girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, you know, you're right. Um, He's not going to name Aegon the heir, um, but in exchange for not doing that, he is expecting Rhaenyra to wed Lenor Valerian. Uh, she says uh, that he, she will do this to solve his political headaches. And he said that she is his political headache, which I thought was a great response. Um, she asked what uh, he will do about... Uh, the Vulture, who wants the throne, a.k.a. Otto. Uh, Viserys says Otto has been loyal, and she counters that, uh, you know, 
he will do anything to make Aegon the heir, including spying on her. Viserys says that everyone on the small council has self-interest and that it's unavoidable. She disagrees, because she's naive as fuck, and she will wed Laenor, and she tells him to do his duties as king. This was the probably the most naive Rhaenyra's ever been. Right there. Like, no, it's avoidable to have people on the small council not have self-interest. Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, I, Come on. I completely agreed with her. So, I mean... Yeah. What? Throw down, Kent. How so? What say you? What say I? <laughs> Bite your thumb at me, sir. Um, it's, it's like you said. Um, there's a way that Otto could have betrayed this knowledge to Viserys without you know compromising Renera, but he didn't I mean in the, oh he yeah. could have been more tactful about well, it yeah he could have been like hey you know V-Dog listen we got some rumors that you know R. Kelly is getting on the down low with you know the big D so you <laughs> some little birdies are telling me about this <laughs> I've got my little birdies whispering. Um, but and he, he's he been very apparent, you know, in his decision. And, I mean, all we have to do is look back to the last episode and, um, you know, the, the, the advice that he gives about who Renera should marry compared to the advice that um, Sir Strong, I forgot what the hell his, his first name Lionel. is. Lionel. Yes. Just Gibbs. think Thunderheads. Gibbs. So, I mean, you can see somebody giving good advice without being in it to push, put themselves forward versus somebody giving advice that it's probably good, but at the same time benefits themselves. Fair enough. I, I feel like most of the people on the small council are people that have to have some form of self-interest for their houses. It doesn't mean that it has to be bad advice, but I also feel that, you know, of course they're going to help themselves when possible. But I guess that's where I'm, I'm coming from, is that, you know, it's natural human nature. Even if I want to help you, if I can help myself while helping you, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right? But, but what happens when helping yourself is at odds with helping the realm? Well, then you become an auto. Yeah, exactly. So, But... I will say one of my favorite scenes in episode five is with Otto. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> so we're almost done here. Uh, we got two scenes left. We got, uh, so this is the scene where Vis, you know, like the Grinch, his balls grew three times size that day. And uh, <laughs> he, he has Otto in for a conversation. And he's going on about the five days when uh, Viserys' father, Jaharis, is that right? Um, I don't. don't, Jaharis was the king before him, so I don't remember if that was his his father's name too. They never made it clear about that. Yeah. Um, But anyways, like his father was very healthy, and five days later, his father was dead, uh, died of a burst bent belly. So I'm guessing appendix is the illusion there. Probably. Um, Yeah. Otto recalls it all too well, and Jaharis named Otto the Hand in Balon's stead. Okay, so his his dad was Balon. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. See, all I had to do was follow the notes. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Viserys asks how long it took Otto to choose himself over his king, and Otto takes exception to this, and Viserys notes that Alicent was a calculated distraction. Otto denies this. Viserys removes the pin of the hand of the king and says that the realm can no longer trust Otto's judgment. This scene was fantastic, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Let's put it like this. If Joffrey had been able to do this to any one of his hands, he probably still would be alive at this point. (laughs) Instead of, you know... Who was Joffrey's hand? First it was Tyrion, and then it was Tywin. Oh, gosh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <sighs> Joffrey was a gangster, though. Good good on Joffrey and everything that he did. <clears throat> yeah, I, all I think of when I, when I think about you saying that is, like, Joffrey walking around with the, uh, gee, it's good to be a gangster song from Office Space going on. <laughs> Dude, I was just going to reference that, so- that song. It's like, yeah, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And he's just there, like... Shooting that bow at Sansa, you know, like he just, yeah, yeah. I got the world hanging from my nuts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, I just really, I, I liked how both guys played this off. Like, uh, Patty Con- Considine, Con- Considine, whatever, yeah, whatever, Patty C. Um, yeah, he is. He killed it in this scene, and, and you know Otto played it perfectly. You know, like it's just a really well done scene. Yeah. Um, so, and then to top it off, the uh, the fun thing where uh, Mi- Milos, Melos, I don't know, Carmelo, uh, he visits uh, Rhaenyra at night. He's like, "Hey, got a drink for you? It's tea. It's from the king." It will rid you of any unwanted consequences. And and see. Yep. <laughs> I find it funny that that gets a whole bunch of the uh, discussion going around that episode. It's just the very end, you know, the morning after pill. <laughs> oh, did, did, did yeah. that? See, I don't ever follow anything online, so I'm completely oblivious. I'm, I guess I'm not surprised given the state of affairs in the U.S. at the moment, that that would be a talking point. Uh, but, I, I mean, it just made sense. I, I like that Viserys was kind of like, yeah, I still don't believe that she's innocent. This needs to happen. Yeah. So, so do you think Viserys trusts the White Worm, the spy? Do you think he trusted that information, but was still just pissed off? Or do you think he just had the gut feeling that Rhaenyra wasn't on the up and up and being 100% honest with him. I think he was just covering all of his bases. Fair enough. I mean, she wasn't pregnant. That's going to be an awful bellyache. I'm I'm guessing, given that tea, I I can't imagine that tea was pleasant. I can't imagine either. But, um, Uh I mean, you know, there there are ways that you could get around, you know... the loss of a hymen, you know, oh, she, she lost her maiden head, you know, on a horse saddle when she had an accident, when she, or a dragon saddle when she had an accident, when she was flying, kind of shit. But, you know, having a baby kind of, you know, completely squelches the fact that the rumor that you're a virgin. <laughs> so, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I could have talked to 99 other people and be like, have you ever heard the t- term maidenhead? No. Talk to Chris? Yep, I know what maidenhead is. I'm just, I never heard that term before in my life. I enjoyed the term, I just ain't never heard of it. Is that a common phrase? It was back then. Okay. Yeah, that was the term for the hymen. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I don't know. It's a more pleasant-sounding term. Yeah, it's definitely less okay. scientific. Well, I mean, what's science got to do with, uh, you know, everything that's going on? So, Maidenhead, man. <laughs> what does everybody want? Maidenhead, of course. I'm channeling my inner Al Snow, so anybody that ever watched late 90s <laughs> pro wrestling, you may have found that funny. Everybody else is just like, hey, you're a jackass. No, everybody's just like, hey, you're a jackass, I'm sure. <laughs> um... <laughs> And we know that next week it's royal wedding time, and I wrote there will be blood. <laughs> See, I've been, so. I've been up until this point. I haven't seen any of the uh, trailers for the next episode. Unfortunately, I just glimpsed the one for episode six before we started this. So, yeah, yeah. that kind of took some. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, with that being said. For for me, and I, I said this at the beginning of the podcast, this was the first episode for me personally that this felt like a real Game of Thrones type show because there was so many lies, deceit, sex, puppet shows. It just felt like Game of Thrones to me. This this was it. And then we had a changing of the guard, if you will, with the, the hand being changed. And I don't know. I really like this episode a lot, but there is that one thing that's really kind of pissing me off about it. I I think that they wrote Damon horribly, quite frankly. I, I Either they didn't write him well, or they cut some scenes that would have helped explain other scenes better. Yeah. Or I, we're going to get something later on that's going to give us context. But yes. No, I agree. I agree. Like, I think I think you can read into either one of those two interpretations that we brought up, but the fact that you can't tell which one of them it is is what what hurts it. You know, it it prevents us from knowing. A is like you said, is Damon after chaos for chaos' sake, or is he Damon have a plan? I, I feel like something like that is kind of important to know. I, I, it it would have been nice to know, or given us a hint more leading us one way or the other, even if they mislead us. I'd rather, yes. I just sat there. I was just like, well, fuck. I, I just feel like they wrote that part horribly. Uh, and I'm just sitting there like, all right, well, Damon's just strictly in it for the chaos because I don't know anything else at this point, which once again, I'm all in for, uh, I don't know what a character would have to do to, replace Damon as my favorite character at this moment, it would have to be something pretty cool. Like, you're on Greyjoy level of cool. I miss you're on. Uh, I was hoping that the, sea, the, uh, the fucking crab feeder would have been like, this this season, uh, series you're on, but no, we don't yeah. have one so far. No, no, it's just the torso. Yeah. Um, I don't know, did you have any, I mean, we kind of discussed it, do you have any questions or any 
final thoughts here you want to go on? Because I know... I like this one a lot, especially coming off of episode three, which I didn't like a lot. So... Yes, this this helped brighten my my mood right back up. And so far, at least in my opinion, the show has been really strong when it's been focusing on the the politics and the the intrigue around King's Landing. Yes, but can a show go five seasons strong folks with that being their major focus or does it eventually have to go elsewhere? I mean it's it's definitely gonna have to go elsewhere because uh I don't I don't think you can have a civil war with both sides like sitting in the same city. You know, militarily. Right. Yeah. I would agree. Um, yeah, I, honestly, this probably, I, I think this was my favorite episode out of the first four. I might have liked, I liked episode one and episode two, and I, I don't know if I could rank them so far, but yeah, I liked, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I liked episode one, and, uh, right now it's probably four, one, two, three, in that order. Um. Of course, we get to add episode five after this, and I have no idea where the hell I'm ranking that, but I, yeah. Um, anyway, it's kind of weird to have any final thoughts because we're immediately going to get into answering some things. Uh, did this leave you wanting any kind of answer? Did it leave you... What questions did it leave you with, and did we get answers? Uh, it left me wanting to know D- Damon's motivation for what he was doing, and we still don't have the answer. So Right. I, I was also kind of wondering who would uh, take over as the hand, even though I would have I, bet money on who it was. Yeah, same thing. Like the only person I could have thought of who it would have been, it turns out who it's going to be, you know, in the very right. beginning of the next episode. So, yeah, yeah. Um, How, so, yeah, okay. yeah. Let's leave this Go in on. because I, I want to dive into episode five. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, all right, so. Thank you for walking with Kent and I through the only slightly bloody-tinged streets of Westeros in this episode. And uh, if you're coming back immediately after, we'll have episode 31 up, talking about uh, episode 5 of House of the Dragon. If not, uh, check us back whenever you're ready to catch up on that one, and we'll talk to you later. I just realized they replaced white walkers with tight rope walkers. Ha! And on that note...